0: what does barbecue mean to you it's all about family good food summertime and friends of nostalgia a whole lot of tasting soul-filling belly-filling goodness all of my favorite foods a cultural touchstone for me it's a tether to the people who came before me getting together with family and friends Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is episode 247 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I thank you for tuning in, downloading, and listening. However you're making it happen, folks, I do appreciate it. My guest this week is a professional stand-up comedian, Dave Williamson. Dave really got into eating barbecue while going to university at Auburn, but upon moving to Los Angeles, was disappointed by the lack of good barbecue joints in the area. So he bought a smoker and started cooking himself. Dave has successfully married his two passions doing a cross-America comedy tour and barbecue restaurants during the pandemic and also by hosting the Meet Dave podcast. He also sells his sells his Meat Dave All-Purpose Rub. I was fortunate enough to sit down with Dave during a recent Calgary stop here for some Q at Jane Bond Barbecue, and we had a great time at his show that evening at the Laugh Shop. Be sure to check out the podcast and follow him on Instagram at Dave W. Comedy. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Motley Q. Not only does Motley Q offer a great lineup of award-winning rubs and sauces, they also teach some of the best barbecue classes going. Visit www.motleyq and click on the Classes tab to see the full schedule. There are a number of full-day classes to choose from, like King of the Grill, which is a great class for beginners, and also Big Game Prep, awesome for those tailgating or hockey playoff parties. In addition to the full-day classes, there's a selection of micro-classes coming up, including brisket, steak, ribs, and more. I had the pleasure of taking a class with Big Joe and Jess a couple of years back, and it was an awesome, entertaining experience with tons of great food and loads of knowledge. Again, that website is motleyq.ca, that's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E.ca, and click on the Classes tab to find the schedule of classes coming up in Edmonton and elsewhere. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the podcast.
1: Really excited to be uh, sitting down from a uh, comedian, pitmaster, and water polo coach. <laughs> He's in town for a couple days here in Calgary uh, for some shows at the Laugh Shop. And uh, really interesting story. He's taken his love of barbecue, combined it with comedy, with the Meet Dave podcast, and his own uh, Meet Dave All-Purpose Rub. Dave Williamson, welcome to the show. How are
2: you? Hey, thanks for treating, man. That was really good. We're, yep. si- we're sitting here at Jane Bond Barbecue. Gotcha. Want of Calgary's finest? We're, we're broadcasting from location. Yeah, staying... and, and your shirt tells the story that yes. you had a that you enjoyed it because you got a, got a nice little chunk of barbecue sauce oh, right go. on your yep. queue yep. right yep. there.
1: <laughs> Clean that up. Clean that up. <laughs> Dave, first question I ask everybody is, uh, what does barbecue mean to you?
2: Oh man, that's a good one. Um, well, I'm going to give you a very cheesy answer, but it's my go-to answer. Barbecue is about people. Um, you know, the I thought it was just about eating good food when I first got into it on this side of uh, barbecue. Mm-hmm. But the people I've met along the way is just uh, really cool. It's, it's uh, hard to not really enjoy being a part of this community. And, you know, even just like we got to go have lunch today and yep. connect, and we're going to be buddies because we get to know each other over the next 30 to 45 minutes. and. Yep. Uh, it's just a real connection point for me with people. And that's why I like selling my rub after shows, too, is that, um, you know, most comics, they sell T-shirts or they sell, you know, CDs or DVDs. I love selling my rub because then when people cook with it, they tag me and I get to see what they're cooking. And it's just a little bit of a deeper connection point for me with the fans.
1: Keeps it going, right? Yeah. Awesome, man. So uh, my, my, my thinking for the podcast is your uh, is what you do for a living? Can you, I'm just going to sit back and you just like be funny for the next 20 minutes or something? Yeah, are yeah, you going to make me do all the work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just good. Uh, a little bit
2: about your background. You
1: grew up in Miami, right?
2: I did. I grew up in Miami, Florida. Uh, lived there my whole life and then went away to college uh, in Auburn, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I got into, to I guess, being a meat eater when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. My, my dad was a big fisherman and um, my uncles went hunting and we'd have... Family uh, barbecues, like every weekend, more or less. There's always a ton of people around my house, and um, a lot of times when we had those big barbecues, my dad and my uncles were the ones who were were doing all the cooking as far as like the meat goes. You yeah. know, yep. Um, my mom's a really good cook, um, but my dad would be the one grilling the steaks or you know frying the turkey or smoking some uh, amberjack that they caught. You know, uh, nice. just whatever it was. Yep. And uh, my uncle John. Uh, I was a very good cook. My Uncle John would always have a, we'd go over there for dinner and you'd have a big, giant, you know, uh, roast on the rotisserie, just right. going and been going all day, yeah. and it was real intriguing to me. So, you know, I got to see, like, dudes cooking when I was yeah. growing up. And then when I went away to college, we didn't really have any good brick-and-mortar uh, barbecue places in Miami, really. I, there was a place that I thought was good my whole life, but then when yeah, I learned, learned about real barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> so I went up to college in uh, Auburn, Alabama, and there was this place called Byron's Smokehouse. And I was like, oh my God, where yep. has this been my whole life? And I, I'm not exaggerating when I say I ate there three or four times a week. Yep. This would be there all the time. They make these little tiny sandwiches and you get three of them and uh, just go to town. Their sauce was so good. Yep. They, they catered my graduation party for free because nice. I gave them so much <laughs> business over the years. And then they still remember me when I go back oh, 20 awesome. years later. The, the owner there, Glenn's my buddy.
1: Excellent. Awesome, man. Um... Growing up, what uh, what did you want to be growing up?
2: Wow. Well, my, my dad was in the car business. Okay. So I, mean, I don't even know if it's what I wanted to be or not, but it's what I always That's just you. assumed my path was. Yep. It was kind of seemed like it was already laid out. But it was cool, man. I mean, once again, just going back to how people are the most important thing. I used to love going in to the dealership and just how happy everybody was. And, um, you know, it was a family owned business and people were always so eager i was a little kid to come up and shake my hand and then just say nice things about my dad and everyone loved my mom my mom would come through and everyone would be so excited to see her she was the life of the party you yep. know and um you know it was just a really tight-knit uh family there at that at the work so i worked summer jobs there and got to know everybody and their families and so i just always thought that that's where i would spend my life working and uh Comedy had other plans,
1: right? So, Ken, where did that come in for you? Said you said, "Yeah, well, I started, started doing, as a hobby. I started
2: doing comedy as a hobby." Yeah, man. I just, yep. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm a creative. I I like to write. I, I've always liked to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. And so, I was writing like high school sports uh, after college. I got a job uh, like doing freelance on the side, and uh, just I always like to make the the articles a little funny, right? And then uh, I, I, I chased my girlfriend, who's now my wife, up to Charlotte, North Carolina. And she was like, I know you're a big comedy fan. She's like, I heard about this place. I want to take you on a date. I go, all right, cool. It was this place called The Perch. It was a sketch comedy club. Okay. And uh, so we went, and I was watching it, and I was just in awe. I was like, man, that looks so much fun. Yeah. Right. So afterwards, I was like, can I write sketches for you guys? And they're like, well, we just write our own sketches. So mm-hmm. they're like, you have to try out for the group. And I'm like, all right, well, I've never really performed. But so I tried out, and I got in, and I spent two years doing that with some yes. really talented people yep. and just fell in love with comedy. So when I, Finally did move back to Florida to go into work with my dad full-time. I I started doing open mics because stand-up comedy took less of a commitment than sketch comedy. Sketch comedy, you got to find a group. You got to write the sketches, rehearse them, go buy props, rehearse them some more, you know? Uh, Whereas stand-up comedy, I could just have, like, take Wednesday as my day off and go up to the open mic and try stuff out, you know? Right. Yeah, you can. And it just kind of went from there, man. It just... It was a hobby that I got addicted to, just like barbecue, just like I do with barbecue. And I just kept leaning into it more and more, and then I started getting some opportunities and Mm -hmm. just really um, felt like after a while, I felt like it was my calling.
1: Right. You said, uh, we were chatting before, you've been in the comedy game about, what, 20 20 years or so, you said?
2: Yeah. I mean, I started doing it probably in, like I'm going to guess, 2002. Okay. So, yeah. Started doing it full time, and right around when the recession uh, was, was hitting down in like 2008, 2009 uh, or yep, so. Yep. That was my opportunity to leave uh, the dealership for a little while because we were closing out one of those stores. I was yep. working at a Saturn store. Okay. So Saturn was getting killed by General Motors. Yep. So I was like, all right, well, if I have to transfer over to another dealership anyways, let me take a little bit of a gap yep. and just kind of see what's up with this comedy thing. and Give it a shot. My wife was on board with it. My dad and, and, and his business partners and my uncle, everyone was very supportive. And so I kind of was like, I'm going to give it maybe a year. Yep. And then that was... You know, well over ten years ago. Yep, awesome. <laughs> so then we moved to LA, and like uh, like around 2012,
1: 2013. Yep, nice. And that's where uh, we were chatting. You kind of that's where the barbecue comes in, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> you couldn't find good barbecue in LA. <laughs> yeah, I, and I
2: was working the road really heavy at the time, and I'd go to places like Texas or you know uh, St. Louis or Kansas City or just all these places where there's amazing barbecue. And then I'd get home, and I'd be, get mad that there wasn't good barbecue like that. Yep. And we went, I won't name the place, but we'll go to this place by my house, and I just i just got mad one time. I was just like, why do they have a barbecue restaurant if they're not going to make it awesome, you yeah. know? Yep. And my wife's like, why do you just stop eating here? Like, you keep getting mad every time we go." And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to teach myself. And I went to Home Depot, and I bought a cheap smoker, $100 yep. smoker, mm-hmm. and did everything wrong. Of course, yep. <laughs> and... Uh, but then you know you you, you you get something right, yep. And then it's it's like you know when you start doing comedy, you bomb, but you get one laugh, and it feels feels so good. Yep. You start just chasing that carrot. Yep. So I started you know I, I, I cooked something that was good, and I was like I'm oh, gonna try again. I'm gonna try it, and I just started cooking yep. two, three, four times a week. Yep. Uh, just to to get better at it, and I, I got hooked. And the yep. next thing I knew, I had a 900 pound smoker in my front yard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure that's popular in California.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when I first started, so let's just say that was maybe like six or seven years ago. Yep. There was just starting to get be a little bit of a um, presence of some really good pop-up guys yeah. around L.A. Yep. So I became friends with those dudes and um, started to learn from them. And uh, they were the best thing in L.A. for sure. Now uh, we have some pretty good brick and mortars around town. Yep you know barbecue is a little bit more accessible now than it was back then yeah um and some of the pop-up guys even though they're still the best ones around a lot of them moved during the pandemic they're like we're out of here we're going to florida (laughs) la is tough man because first of all people aren't like uh people aren't really um conditioned to understand like what it means to even just go consume good barbecue like they're like Why is the line so long? And how did you run out of food? And it's like, that's what good barbecue, that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't just pop it out of the freezer and, you know? Yeah. So that's just the way it is. That's not abnormal, right? Yeah. Can't throw Um, another
1: steak on the grill, right? Yeah.
2: And then also with L.A., you can't uh, have uh, outdoor smokers. Like the the laws are super stringent on that. And people are starting to figure out those loopholes now. There's some places that are popping up with... um, uh, offset smokers. Yep. They had certain ratings, and they have to have a certain uh, criteria. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And also, I think people are just figuring out how to dial in the indoor smokers to get a really yeah. um, authentic product off them of also, you know?
1: Yeah, you got some of those Southern Frides and uh, Hickory, yeah. uh, old hickories, right? You can uh, make some pretty good products. Yeah, Totally.
2: Ones, so. So uh so you know, LA's come a long way yep. with the uh, with their barbecue options since yep. I started yep. uh you know, six or seven years ago.
1: So how many uh from that first Home Depot, hundred dollar to the to the nine hundred? Is it an offset you're cooking I, have it?
2: Yeah, now I have an offset. Yep. Um, so I, I had that that crappy offset that I bought and yep. got rid of. Um but one of my neighbors was selling uh just a little master built digital smokehouse. Okay. Yep. And honestly, that was one of the best tools for me getting some chops mm-hmm. because, you know, I didn't have to worry about the fire management and the food. Right. I just, and I, it was really easy, you know, with my schedule just to fire it up. So that's when I started cooking like four times a week. You know, I just fire up that digital master built smokehouse, throw like one rack of ribs in or yeah. or a beer can chicken or something, you know? Yeah. And then uh, once I, that, that thing I use that so much it was I, I had like replaced parts on it and like yep. fixed it so many times and it was uh, it was on its last leg it died mm-hmm. and uh, that's when my buddy Bartz was really blowing up uh, with his pop-ups around yep. town so he had bought this assassin 32 gravity fed smoker okay big giant smoker and I was like thinking about it and I'm like well if I'm gonna spend over a thousand bucks on a big green egg or something, I go. Why don't I spend a little more and see, you know, yep. if I can really get into this barbecue game? And so I hit him up, and I'm like, "Hey, man, that thing's been collecting dust at your house because he would already bought like a big, giant, ten thousand dollar, you know, tr- on a trailer offset, smoked. yeah." yeah. Yep. Um, at that point, so I was like, you know, that gravity-fed smoker you got, you want know, to make me a really good deal on it. Yep. And so he did. He made me a great deal. Nice. And uh, so then I had that thing in my front yard. Yep. And then I just started building out you know my whole barbecue area around it yep and uh yeah by this past year i I wanted to start learning how to really manage the fire on a uh on an offset yep and so uh sg metal works awesome uh you know place in in la guy makes amazing smokers um you know, he's become a buddy, and so he made me a really good deal on a nice custom one. Nice. And uh, so I sold my Gravity Fed, and I bought one from him. And then I got my Rectex all around that. Rectex, nice, yep. make sure I always have good products there. So now I have a whole barbecue showroom in my front yard, nice.
1: basically. I got a
2: pizza oven now. Oh, and nice. I really want a griddle. That's the one thing I'm, yeah, I'm missing. Yeah, that's
1: the thing now. Right? Yeah, 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 I want to get a griddle
2: out there. Then I'll, then I'll be, have a real complete set.
1: <laughs> and then something else will come along. And-
2: oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, man, you know, it, uh, I, I've only used it a handful of times because yep. um, I've just been on the road so heavy. And then now this winter, it's been raining, dude. Oh, yeah. It's been raining like crazy. So I've been really, you know, Rectech has spoiled me. I just go fire up my, uh, my pellet smoker. Yep. So it doesn't matter if, if you need to get sleep that night or if you're barely going to be home. It just, you know, you're going to pump out a really good product. Yeah. But, um I'm gonna be home a lot in April, and hopefully the weather gets a little better because yep. I want to just sit out there and just cook with my offset like every yeah. day, you know.
1: Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, we're heading heading your way in May, so uh, fingers crossed for good weather. Yeah, man, come hang out in my front yard, dude. I got like a <laughs> I
2: put up a TV wall. It's like a sports oh, nice. bar in my front yard. Oh, I
1: love it, love it. Yeah, my exactly. whole my whole street comes and hangs out in my front yard. Perfect. Yeah, I uh, started a little barbecue area in my backyard last year, and it's, yeah, you got to man, gotta start ease ease my wife into it, and, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, it was, and- it was really during the pandemic because uh, I just had I just had like a deck. Well, first it was a garden, yep. And then I got that big smoker, and I decked over the. I used the same framework, and I decked over the garden <laughs> to make a deck for my smoker, Yeah. And then uh, so then I had the the rectex and some other smokers out there, but they were just in my yard, you yep. know. So when the shutdown happened in uh, March of 2020, my youngest son really likes building stuff. Ah, beautiful. So I was like, "Hey, dude." Let's, Let's build a barbecue area. Yep. So we we actually like collected a bunch of wood. We got pallets from the brewery by my nice. by my house. Yep. And then uh, one of my neighbors was building a new fence, so I took his old wood and just re re uh, you know claimed it. And uh, you know we only spent about two hundred bucks on it. And my son and I built this really cool barbecue shed.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Mine is just a a gravel pad right now, but... Uh, it'll, it's all you need, really? It'll grow. It'll
0: grow. But I'll
2: tell you, it kept me sane
1: during the pandemic
2: just yeah, no sit doubt. in my front
1: yard
0: yeah.
2: with my in my hammock yeah. and just look at my barbecue area. Yeah. I was just like... I don't know. It was just like, I built that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it, was just, it was just such a comforting thing yeah. to, to hang out.
1: Yeah, I've got uh, four cookers in my backyard right now. My wife has kind of said, you know... <laughs> You, you got to get rid of one if you're bringing. That's what one. they always
2: say. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like when your kids uh, <laughs> young, and you're like, yep. "You got to get rid of a toy if you that want a new toy." And yep, it's like, yep. but I need, but all these toys cook different
1: things. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so where did the idea of mixing in the barbecue with the comedy come in? Like, where did that come from? Well, Just a you natural, know, after uh, all, progression for you. Or?
2: Yeah, it, it was really barbecue was such an uh, authentic um, progression for me. It was complete by accident um I mean I think that you know you, you on stage you end up talking about what's going on in your life and the main thing in my life is just that I'm a dad I'm just a bro you know yep. just I like watching sports with my kids and you know drinking beers with my buddies mm-hmm. and uh, and so the fact that that uh, I got into barbecue is pretty on brand for who I already am on stage yep. you know yep. and in my life and uh, I, I noticed in those early days when I would post on because this is before, barbecue influencers blew up anyway, right? Yeah. So I would just post on uh, on Instagram, like, hey, these are some ribs I cooked, you know? And then I'd go out to the comedy clubs around LA, and normally you have the same cliche conversations with all your buddies. You run into someone, they go, hey, are you doing a spot tonight? Hey, have you been on the road lately? And no, oh, yeah, whatever. Complain about somebody or whatever. Yep. But the only thing anybody ever wanted to talk to me about was, yo, I saw you posted those ribs last week. You made those? Yep. How long does that take? How do you do that? Like, yep. you know? And Everyone just wanted to talk barbecue, And I was like, you know, I was a a, a novice. I just was a beginner. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, people are really into this. So then I I enjoy talking about it. So I can, I mean, I just got done reading like, you know, probably like three books and watching a thousand hours of YouTube on it. So, I mean, I I was all about talking about it. Um, And so then when I go on the road, I'd always, you know, one of my favorite things for years and years has always been finding the best barbecue places and areas and trying different places. So I always try to like, talk to the pitmasters and to the owners and invite them out to the show and just kind of like connect and um, so I got the idea of just starting the podcast where I'm like if I'm already meeting these guys and going to those places might as well podcast with them and learn and ask questions and so I started doing it it was awesome I started becoming you know good friends with a lot of people that I had on and just really accepted into the barbecue community and I was learning a lot and, um, and I was getting better when I was cooking at home and so yeah, it was just a real natural progression. And then since the fans have gotten to know me, uh, since I've been on the road with Bert so much, and Bert kept putting it on his Instagram that I was cooking when we were on the road, right. it just elevated the the, 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 the scope of it. Because, you know, RecTech made sure we had a, a travel smoker with us on the tour bus, nice. and then fans would who owned butcher shops would drop off meats for us, and, uh, you know, or I would try to source meats from different places, and we'd try to, you know, cook different stuff. and. And at the meet and greets, I'd bring out brisket and feed the fans. Or in the green room, if we have an after party, I'd make sure there's, like, ribs. And yep. It just became a real part of the comedy by accident, you yep. know? Awesome. <sighs> then you did the tour. The, was that the Meet Dave?
1: Yeah. What, what was the tour called kind of, Uh
2: America Meet Dave. America Meet Dave. So, yeah, it was, uh, so I was podcasting a lot during the pandemic. And then... Uh, um, and then I, I wanted to go out and, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to tour with Bert during the pandemic. We did a drive-in movie theater tour.
0: Okay.
2: And then uh, things were starting to open up but weren't quite opened up yet. So I really wanted to go out and, and just, I wanted to perform my hour. I wanted to, and, and, you know, get back to it, you know? Do your thing, yeah. And, uh, and comedy clubs were super competitive at the time because they weren't all open. Right. And the ones that were, every comic in the world wanted to go. Sure. And, yep. and it wasn't even, like, comics my level. It was also now people who had been doing theaters. They're really big. They were going and working weekends to knock the rust off, Yeah, you know? Yep. So I was like, well, I don't want to compete. I don't want to just get, like, one weekend here and then two months later, weekend there. I want to go and, like, really work this, you know, yep. material and, and, and have fun and put stuff out. So uh, So I came up with the idea. I go, well, since I have a little bit of a – uh, fan base and barbecue yeah I, I reached out to a couple of the companies that have supported me and they were on board to sponsor it and yep. see how they could help and then i reached out to my barbecue buddies and anyone of them had to ha- had a uh space was like yeah come do a show here right yeah. so so many people were into it before i knew it i told my wife i go uh i got like two months booked up <laughs> so I, I bought a travel trailer and i wrapped it and put my picture on the side of it yeah and uh, with me holding up some beef ribs and um i got a. Uh, uh, friends of mine who were, were fans that had become friends is uh, a um, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend named uh, autumn and garen okay. they were just about to grad, uh, graduate from film school and i was like do you guys have a job lined up yet they go nah we don't, we don't know what we're gonna do yeah. and i was like well do you guys want to go on the road with me for two months and they were like all right sure <laughs> so they came on the road with me and helped me produce everything nice. and then film the whole thing awesome and uh yeah it was it was hardcore man we just we went I'm telling you, we went from L.A. all the way to Boston and yep. back and did shows all along the way. Nice. So it was it was a really awesome time. And then sometimes it would be like in a place like this on a Tuesday and yep. I sold maybe 20 tickets yep. and yep. we just had a blast with just a little small crowd. Yep. And then other places, it was like a Friday night in a brewery and we sold 150 tickets, yep. you know. Yep. So it just, no two shows were the same. And I would do, I didn't have an opener, so I would just go up this is, what, this is what we would do. We'd sell the tickets and then we'd all eat barbecue, right? Yep. So uh, so I'd kind of like walk around and mingle with everyone while we were eating. Yep. And that was kind of like I was warming the crowd up for myself, yep. right? Yep. And then I would do my hour of material. And um, and then at the end of that, I would call the pit master or the owner up and nice. we would do a QA, and a which would usually last about 30 minutes or so. Awesome. And then we'd all hang out and drink beers. And then I'd usually just go out in the parking lot where my trailer was and just sleep yep. sleep at the barbecue restaurant. Perfect. It literally felt like I was living at barbecue restaurants. So I'd go like you know I'd be the the nighttime pitmasters would come on at like two a.m. and yeah, I'd yeah. walk out there with a beer and just be like, "Hey, I'm Dave. Nice to meet you." They're like, "Yeah, no, we heard you're gonna be here." Yep. Then the next morning, I'd go into the kitchen. They're prepping sides for the day, and I'm brushing my teeth in the kitchen sink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, "Good morning, guys," yeah. and then awesome. off, off to the next city. <laughs>
0: with comedian Dave Williamson after this word from Edmonton Smokers and Barbecue Supply. Edmonton Smokers and Barbecue Supply is your locally owned and operated barbecue headquarters. Located in Leduc, Alberta, the Edmonton Smokers and Barbecue Supply is your source for all the top brands and smokers, rubs and sauces, smoker and barbecue accessories, charcoal pellets and much more. Those barbecue classes from Motley Q I mentioned at the beginning of the show... They host some of them at Edmonton Smokers and Barbecue Supply. And don't forget that they are the home of Roker Grills, the manufacturer of offset stick burners, fire pits, Roker Ultimate drum smokers, and custom work. If you can imagine it, the talented crew at Roker Grills can build it. Shop online at edmontonsmokers.ca or visit the store at number 102-7609-Sparrow-Drive in Leduc. Be sure to follow them on Facebook and Instagram as well. The website again, edmontonsmokers.ca for details on what's available in store and their specials or visit them in person at 102-7609 Sparrow Drive in Leduc.
1: Changing gears here a little. El, El Segundo. Yeah. I, I saw on your uh, your Instagram a couple weeks back, uh, hanging out with Stone Cold. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, The my El Segundo Bruco, the brewery yeah. in my neighborhood. Yeah, I know they, they do they, his beer. Yeah, they yeah. do collabs with him, so... Yeah. They were releasing on 316, of course. Right. Yeah. They were releasing a new double IPA that okay. that that's got his name on it. Yeah. So he, he they had a private event there, and so I got a phone call last minute, and they were like, "Are you in town?" Like, yeah. And were, uh, my buddy was like, "Can you come help host the live stream?" And I was like, "Okay." Yep. So I went down there on a on a whim, and uh, next thing I know, I'm interviewing Stone
1: Cold Steve nice. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh his podcast is i think the first podcast i started listening to okay before i got into barbecue podcasts and everything so yeah, yeah. i'm a wrestling guy so it's uh Bro, his, his
2: fans man they yeah. were they were crying you oh, yeah? know they were like so happy to meet him and yeah. he's very kind to his fans He sat there and took questions yeah. and yeah it was really cool to see that's awesome
1: and i uh, i
2: mentioned it in the intro the water polo where does that does that <laughs> where does that come in Oh, uh, that's just another thing I'm obsessed with. Yep. <laughs> another hobby that I've taken too far. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I played when I was, you know, young and in college okay. and yep. everything, and then yeah, I kept playing as, you know, uh, my way of staying in shape. When yeah, when I uh, got into the adulthood, I'd go out and play masters water polo, and nice. just I just really love the sport. Yep. and uh, it's a I rough one, eh? Uh, yeah. It's it's um, a <laughs> well. That's why it's tough for me to play now because I'm, I'm I don't. I'm not in town enough to go and play regularly. Right. So then, you know, if you're not in like shape, yeah. you, you are the weakest link out there. You know, <laughs> like you know, basketball. If you're not in shape, you can at least post up in the corner and hit yeah, some yeah. threes every now and then. Yeah. yeah. I Man, water polo. If you're not in shape, you, you they've already scored by the time you get down there on defense. You yeah. know. So, uh, but I just love it. And I, and I, I stumbled into coaching, and right um, you know, coached have uh, coached kids on and off for the past 20 years, and just yep. you know, it's really rewarding. Um, and I'm a competitive person, so it's just a lot of fun to like help you know kids, uh, you know, with life lessons and everything through through the sport. And now my son plays, so that makes it even more special. Excellent. And uh, he's a really good player as a sophomore in high school. So it's just it's really fun to to be a water polo dad.
1: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's not a not a sport we hear up a, a whole lot about up here. So.
2: No, most places they don't, man. Yeah. Uh, but actually, Calgary does have a water polo presence. Yeah. Uh, and then um, you know, the, the, I, in LA, dude, it's why I one of the reasons I picked it. But yeah. LA is like the water polo and comedy mecca, you know. Sure, yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, I got I got two of the things I'm really into are, yeah. have a really strong presence in LA, so it just made sense for
1: me. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I'm wanting to you know, get a little more serious, if you if, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. um, the the entertainment business, you hear a lot about comedians. And mental health and you you've you know we've hung out for an hour or so here you, you seem like a pretty grounded guy <laughs> what uh what do you do to kind of keep yourself well keep I, grounded mean, yeah.
2: I mean yeah, uh, the hardest part for me is you know one like just being away from my family a lot, yeah, and two, i just i don't like to be alone, yeah, so like you know like this is like going out and having lunch with you yeah. like that helps me stay sane yeah you know if i'm if i'm in the i don't even mind being like in the airport like being alone on the island like i like traveling alone actually mm-hmm. yep. but there's people around me you yeah. know yeah yeah you're not. Uh, yeah. but when i'm in the hotel room and i'm just by myself mm-hmm. uh it drives me nuts um so yeah i think you just gotta you just gotta make sure you don't end up in your hotel room by yourself you yeah. know yeah I love having beers with the fans or the staff after the shows, yeah. and uh, you know, seeing friends and stuff that uh, you know old friends. When 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 you do shows, it's an excuse for them to come out and yeah. hang out and see you. That's it's always helpful, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's it's different for everybody, right? Yeah. Um, some people, you know, it's 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 really easy to drink too much. I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're when you're on the road and you know you're literally, you literally work in a bar. Yep. And then everyone's you know you want to make sure everyone has a great time uh, so you don't want to like phone it in that night and people are like hey have a beer and you're like no I'm gonna get some sleep tonight you yeah, know yeah. so you got to you got to figure out the balance on that cuz you can't just be a wreck every single morning you know Yeah. yeah, um, yeah i mean i think it's a little bit easier now cuz like FaceTime is so easy like i remember when i first started coming to Canada, like you couldn't even use your phone up here. It was like fifty dollars a minute. Yeah. So it was just like, all right, well, I'm not gonna speak to my family for five days. Yep. Um, but now you know you can FaceTime and you know things like that. It's Waste, easier yeah. to stay connected. Yeah. A lot of guys, uh, so you know, kind of like how I go and travel with Bert and have for years. Uh, so a lot of guys bring openers with them. Yep. So then it's like someone you know that you can go to lunch with, or go to the gym, or go on a walk, or. Yeah. You know I, I like to go walk around the malls a lot of people a lot of comics will just go walk around a mall just yeah. to be out of the room and yeah, yeah. and uh you know yeah. be around
1: people yeah i think it's something you're the entertainment industry and the the restaurant hospitality industry i think it's you talk about the drinking and how it can get a yeah get away on you i think there's a certainly a parallel there between the two right so yeah
2: totally yeah totally yeah. um but yeah i mean it's It's, I mean, whether you seem grounded or not, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's definitely a thing. Uh, But I also think that I'm very blessed to do what I do. This is my dream. And, um, you know, if that's the worst thing that happens is that you get a little lonely sometimes, then, uh, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, it, It sure beats the years that I sat at a desk doing something that I didn't feel I was getting fulfilled or I didn't feel like God put me on this earth to do yeah I was just sitting in an office you know answering emails and, and trying to sell cars online basically and yep um, you know I liked it but I didn't love it yep and I gotcha, comedy man. I you know I love yeah so you know you just you just if you ever start feeling that way you got to just remind yourself of that
1: yeah awesome so what's a day on the road like you know if we if we weren't doing this today what would uh, oh I'd probably still be
2: baby? asleep yeah <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I try to, to use the time to, you know, sit at the computer desk and, you know, whether it's sending out emails for bookings or, you know, working on material yep. or editing video, which is such a big part of it now that yeah. didn't used to be, but you, you got to upload stuff to social medias uh, or, you know, the podcasting. Yep. Um, you know, you, you try to be productive and, and do some of that. Um, it's, it's funny because sometimes you wake up. You go and search for a meal, you, you find one, you eat, you go back, your stomach's full, so you're like, I'm going to take a 30-minute nap. You wake up, and then you're like, you know, you call your wife, check in, talk for a little while, and then you're like, oh, my God, I got a show. It's time to be ready for the show. Yep. You're like, how did this happen, you yep. know? So that that's what happens a lot of times. Yep. Um, mm. But, uh, you know, I, I I've been to the gym two out of three days past that's few right. days that's all right i got yeah. some barbecue just yeah. just being here and, and podcasting with you and instagramming yeah. a little barbecue it makes me feel a little bit aco- accomplished yeah awesome man. um you know uh I, i've met some some cool people the, the staff i always like hanging out with the staff at the comedy club right um and, and getting to know them and they're you know kind of part of the the team yeah so yeah uh, Drinking you men- a lot of beer is your no, answer. Exactly, I drink a lot yeah, of beer. Yeah, That's all started. I do. Sleep and drink beer. Like, uh, Who am I kidding? This is all bullshit.
1: <laughs> you mentioned the podcast, Meet Dave. Yeah. Uh, new season yep. firing up here pretty quick. Yep. you said.
2: Was on a, a little bit of hiatus just because I was so busy yep. and traveling, and it, I wasn't putting it out r- with any regularity, yep. and so I d- just took a little time to uh, let it sit, and then um, just... just uh, put about four or five episodes in the can so i'm really excited that uh it's gonna start this week i don't know when this podcast is coming out but uh beginning of april will be uh the relaunch yep. got some really good episodes and uh gonna uh commit to putting them up full episodes up on youtube which i wasn't doing before really right. okay so um yeah i'm really excited about it
1: awesome man so yeah check that out and on in podcast form as well where yeah anywhere really,
2: yeah. that you can get your podcasts uh you know, it's M-E-A-T Dave, Meet yep. Dave. Yep. And then on my uh, my YouTube, uh, you, you can go there as well. My website is DaveWilliamsonComedy.com, so I'll have links to everything there. Yeah. Um, and then my Instagram is at DaveWComedy. Yep. So if you follow me on any of that, you won't have a hard time finding it because I'm going to be promoting the heck out of it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, That's one thing uh,
1: comedians seem to do is self-promotion. I guess yeah, you kind of uh, have to do promotion it. Promotion right? whores. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless promoters. Uh, back to the cooking a little... Um, What's the what's the cook you've done that you're the proudest of? Oh wow! Well, I
2: was. I I think it's cool uh, when I get to cook on the road because you're out of your comfort zone. You got to figure out like the logistics of all right. We're pulling into town when and when does that have to be ready by and what yep. are we doing today? So I need to be around to check it at certain times and then what resources do I have? Am I out of rub? Do I need to? Find something that I can use as a binder because I don't have, you know, my stuff that I have at home, Mm -hmm. all my tools all the time, right? So, uh, but I I did a fully loaded tour uh, last summer. Uh, It was a big tour that Burt put on where uh, there's all these legends and I went around the ballparks. And I would say some of the, and and so he wanted to do barbecue for the fans because the fans are always asking, how can we get Dave's barbecue, right? And, you know, we can't obviously... Eat with the fans at our normal shows, like you know, and because uh, not enough food to go around. Yeah. So Bert was like, you know what? Let's give the fans some barbecue. He's like, I'll pay for it. He's like, you just cook, and we'll give away. So when doors opened at 5 p.m. at all the ballparks, I whatever I figured out to cook that day. Yep. Uh, I would just give out samples of brisket or pulled pork, or I was doing racks of lamb. I was nice. doing uh, meats by Lynn's steaks that they sent me. Yeah, I yep. was just doing anything I get my hands on, pork loin. And some of it was really high-end shit that these companies were sending me. Some of it was I'd make a quick run to Costco and just grab whatever I could, you know? And I was just cooking food and giving it away. And so just the logistics of doing that for several weeks and pulling it off in every single city, I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah, no doubt. And then I was going up and hosting the shows, and they're like four-hour shows. So it was long days for me. Yeah,
1: no kidding. Yeah, a long cook and then that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you deserve those beers and, uh, oh, man. and sleeping after that. It
2: was nonstop, man. It was getting up early, throwing stuff on the smoker,
1: yeah.
2: uh, doing whatever activities we were doing during the day, yeah. setting up my, my tailgate area, running the tailgate for two hours, giving yeah. away free food, uh, running up, hosting the show for four hours, running back, cleaning up my barbecue area, uh, packing it on the bus, hitting the after party, yeah. drinking beers with everybody, getting in the bus in the middle of the night buses, you know, try to get some sleep while the bus is driving and then do it all over again the next morning.
1: Yeah, that's pretty wild. It was wild. Uh, you mentioned Bert a few times. That's yep. Bert, Bert Kreischer. Yep. Um, from what I've seen as an outsider, and there's some similarities to the barbecue community, seems to be when somebody kind of gets their break and makes it. they They do what they can to bring their their pals along with it right is that yeah would that be is that a fair assessment sure of yeah.
2: yeah Bert's very kind that way yeah um, he's a comedy fan and um, just a great human being and so yeah. yeah he definitely wants to help people who he feels deserve help um, yeah. but you know it, there's also something to be said with because uh, I opened for Bert just sporadically mm-hmm. uh, you know in, way back in the day at different clubs we always got along yep. we became friends but um at one point, he, he actually used to always really like to use the local openers because he didn't want to take work away from the local openers. Right. And he was like, it's an opportunity for me to get, get exposed to a comic I might not know. And so he, he actually really liked just using the the locals, which is how I met him, by the way. Yep. I was a local opener in South Florida. And we just okay, yeah. And then uh, at one point, he got the point where he was like hey man do you want to come on the road with me a little bit and I was like yeah of course mm-hmm. he's like it's just getting to the point where a lot of the, the local openers are like you know fans of mine now you know so it's like they, they don't want to like watch material and help me with jokes or go out and have a beer or right. go to lunch they just want to like you know uh, get hammered and be fans you know Yep. So I was like, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, yep. I'd love to go on the road. And then shortly after that, uh, he did his first theater tour. So then that was like, you know, yep. just the timing of it where he was like, do you want to do theaters? And I'm like, yeah, yep. let's go. <laughs> and I've been lucky enough, and he's been kind enough to let me do a bunch of dates on nice. four or five different tours now.
1: Yep. He's, uh, he's a busy guy, it seems.
2: Never stops working, <laughs> man. He's an inspiration uh, yeah. that way.
1: I started getting into his podcasts a bit. And- he seems to have about twenty different podcasts going, and uh, it's pretty well,
2: so. and then uh, doesn't miss a beat on any of them, man. Yeah, just, yeah. just p- pumps it out, man. Yeah, yeah. he's, he, he's literally a machine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. Um, what's coming up for you? This will be out kind of mid uh, mid April. So, shows you're chatting. You got yeah the podcast. So the I have the barbecue coming. podcast, and I also have a, a new, um,
2: just podcast with a comedian friend of mine named Forrest Shaw. Okay. We we both started in Miami together, old yeah. friends. And uh, we both have aquatic backgrounds. You know, okay, me, yeah. me with the water polo, he was a marine biologist. Okay. So we call it the Mermen. Right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you're into just, you know, podcasting in general, check that out. It's yeah. Make sure you put in the Mermen podcast. Not the Merman podcast, so because that's uh, a dude who's just living his life as a merman. It's, okay, it's yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a, a lot it's of people who right. accidentally end up on the Mormon podcast, too, which is very different from ours. Yeah, yeah. So the Merman podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then just a bunch of tour dates, man. Uh, I'm actually going to be in a lot of barbecue cities pretty soon. I'm going to be in uh, Louisville and St. Louis and uh, Indianapolis all in May. i uh, got a Vegas date in there somewhere. i um, be in Boise uh, for the first time I'm, uh, I've ever headlined in Boise, I'm pretty yeah. excited about that. I'm going to be in um, Grand Rapids. Uh, so And then uh, me and Force are going to do a joint tour uh, down in uh, South Florida. Nice. We're going all the way down to Key West and uh, up to Miami and up to Florida. So, yeah, Dave Williamson uh,
1: Comedy.com. My tour dates are on there. Definitely got a lot of stuff coming up. Right on, man. Uh, Dave, last question I ask everybody. And thank you for... Uh, a reaching out to me and B uh, coming out and doing this with yeah, me today. Course, really man. enjoyed it. Uh, you got the uh, you got the smoker fired up at home. What's what's the go to for you? What's your Ooh. what's your knock it out of the park uh, go to? Can't
2: miss. I mean, there's so so much nuance to this question. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's hard to beat a good brisket, yeah. uh, beef ribs. I think, are the showstopper most of the time when you have people over. And they're so easy, man. Yeah. People don't realize how much yeah. easier beef ribs are to cook than brisket. Yeah. Everyone thinks, like, the beef ribs just because the presentation with the bones. It's intimidating, it, I think. Oh, yeah. but it's so easy.
1: Yep. Um, oh, and brisket, too, right? It's Yeah. It's not a hard. It's just patience is the... Yeah, but, but, anyways, but bris- brisket... Cut you off there, but... Yeah,
2: yeah, brisket, there's more of an opportunity to, you know, to, to mess it up, to dry it out, yeah. to, you know, yep. with the... Beef ribs. I mean, you just throw You don't even have to wrap them. Yep. Just throw them on. Go to just get it to an internal temperature of about two hundred. You're good. Yeah. Uh, but I. This is a boring answer, <laughs> but I just really like pork ribs. Yep. Okay. And they're just so good. Yeah. You know they're just yep. so good, and I think I'm a little partial because it's a big reason why I also got into barbecue is because my wife and I have always loved ribs. Mm-hmm. We to we'd go out to restaurants and order the ribs. And we could never figure out how to make them good at home. Yep. We tried crock pots. We tried ovens. We tried the grill. We just tried doing, uh, doing them in the oven, then the grill. We just tried everything. And we're like, they never come out good. Yep. And then when I got into smoking meat, I realized this is how you make pork ribs. Yep. Low and slow, 225 degrees. You, you wrap it. You let it rest. You sauce it just a little bit at the end. You don't want to yep. overpower it with sauce. And you don't have to go crazy with the dry rub either. Just salt and pepper, yep. maybe a little pinch of your Meat Dave seasoning there or some go, other yes, seasoning yeah. you like. Yep. Just you don't have to get crazy. You can mix it up a little bit. Maybe one time you throw some butter in there, another time you throw a little honey in there. Just something to make it a little bit different. Yep. But man, yeah, pork ribs are really hard to beat. When someone comes over yeah. and and you, you pull it out and you start chopping them, and then they take a bite and they go, "Oh my god, yep. I can't get
1: anything like this anywhere else." Yep. Yep. You uh, spare rib. Back rib, what's your uh,
2: you know? I, I like the spare ribs, a little a bit, little bit more you know fat on them or whatever. Yeah. But uh, um, I don't I don't discriminate. Yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever's on sale, yeah, yeah. really,
1: whatever I can get my hands on. I did uh, a few weeks ago. I did some bison back ribs. I bet that was amazing. They were yeah, but I totally forgot because it's so lean. How much quicker, bison oh, yeah cooks. And I was doing some beef cheeks at the same time, just for later in the week. So I'd planned for like five hours two hours in these bison ribs are cooked oh two in the afternoon right no
2: yeah so. that matters man like yeah, if you, yeah, if you get totally a right. if you get a wagyu brisket oh, like it yeah. cooks so much fa- uh, faster yeah. yeah and so you just gotta, gotta keep your eye on it it's all yeah. about practice yeah. right
1: yeah managed to salvage them but it was a yeah. little panic uh,
2: i bet i bet it was great
1: oh yeah dave thanks so much for doing this appreciate it man yeah uh, looking forward to the show tonight
2: hell yeah man yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna have a blast awesome. uh, it's been a great time at the laugh shop at calgary all week and yeah. then uh you know, for your Canadian listeners, I am also coming to Winnipeg in December. Hey, my hometown. There you go. So, in uh... December so last time i was uh, there been, mel from have dark you been,
1: have you been to winnipeg in
2: december i've been when it's very cold yeah <laughs> I, the the upside is that the, the crowds are great because everyone's yeah. just happy to go out and do something do something yeah but the downside is you might die getting to your <laughs> you car might die, yeah but uh last time i was in winnipeg mel from dark side of the grill came right, out right on and yep. we did uh we did a cook we, we did our own pop-up in front of the comedy club Sweet. it was so fun people yep. came and bought barbecue and then we sold it at the show as well and uh he and I smoked cigars and drank whiskey and had a great time hanging out. So hey, tough uh, it might be a little too cold to do that this time, but yeah, yeah. still going to be hanging out. Right on. Uh, where is that? Rumors in Winnipeg? Or? Yeah, Rumors. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. Many so, a night
1: there and back in my uh, <laughs> my younger
2: years. So well, There you go. Well, maybe, awesome. maybe you'll make a road trip in December. Yeah, Come yeah, see me. Yeah, we'll yeah. do this again. <laughs> and uh, next time, I'm treating. Thanks All for right. picking this up. This was yeah. great.
1: Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
0: You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news, brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry-level all the way to fully-loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block, or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their client to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. I'm proud to be a part of the Barrel Boss Q family, and I highly recommend you give them a look if you're in the market for a charcoal drum smoker, and check them out on Instagram. Have a look at that beautiful unit they just uh, released for Triple C Barbecue up here. Beautiful paint colors, artwork on that was fantastic. Visit them online at BarrelABoSSQ.ca. That's B-A-W-R. B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot Follow them on Facebook and Instagram and tell them you heard about them on Eat More Barbecue. Well, despite what the weather is telling us uh, here on the prairies, the calendar doesn't lie and summer isn't far off. That means it's food festival and event time. Brewery and the Beast is back once again this summer with the festival taking place in Vancouver on July 9th, Calgary on August 27th, And wrapping up out on Vancouver Island on September the 24th, check out breweryandthebeast.com for ticket info. Here in Calgary, Barley and Smoke, always a good one, goes on Saturday, August the 26th. And They have also added a charity golf tournament hub in Edmonton on June the 14th. Great to see them growing and raising more money for kids' cancer care and now also for the Kids with Cancer Society. www.barleysmoke.ca is the spot to get details. I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca where you'll find a listing of the barbecue joints here in Alberta. Whether you're here in Alberta or elsewhere, get out to your local barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See y'all next week and keep on smoking.